Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Welcome everybody. Desmond, you are on time. I am so proud of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, we grow in grace. <laughs> we go from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Um, <clears throat> this morning I was um, getting ready. And of course, my grandson storms in there every morning. And it, 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 before he even greets me, he's looking what he can take and throw out and... and <laughs> <laughs> all over the show. And I'm thinking, you know, are we getting up like that in the morning looking for the Lord and to, to hear what he wants us to say or what he wants us to do? And, and just, you know, I, I, I get so excited when I see my grandson. And, and I think God gets so excited every morning when we are up and he watches over us while we sleep. And he says, I bless my beloved in his sleep. So I, I, I remind him of that every evening before I go to sleep. I say, Lord, just remember, you said you bless your beloved in her, in her sleep. So I'm going to sleep now. Thank you for blessing me. <laughs> Isn't it? We must remind him of his promises. Because many nights we go to sleep and... Um, Everything in your head is just what you're struggling with or the problem, isn't it? Who can relate? Desmond, don't you want to move a little bit forward that I can see you? Because you're sitting right behind Alfred. I like to see what you, what you look when you're looking. Okay, that's good. Yes, just move there. There we are. Now I can see all of you guys. <laughs> it doesn't look like I'm looking at you, but I do. <laughs> anyway, so... You know, this morning I was listening to uh, Joel Osteen and he was saying that his mother in 1981, she was diagnosed with cancer and it was so bad they sent her home and said they can do nothing for her, but she's still alive. And her, her dad and her got home, his dad and his mom got home and they went straight to the room and they started to pray. And they said they're not taking the doctor's report. But God was just quickening in my spirit. And that's Matthew 18, 19. And the New King James says it very, very well. Um, I don't know if Sumeri can get that quick. New King James, Matthew 18, 19. It says there that we two or more agree. Touching anything, concerning anything. It will be done by our Father in heaven. And you know what? Many times we need a prayer partner or somebody that we know is in total agreement with us, not thinking that it cannot happen. Because if God said it, it will happen. If God gave you that promise, it will happen. But many times we doubt that we are worthy enough to receive those promises. Isn't it? Or, I mean, it was like, I got up this morning because right through the night, I was conscious of my phone because Janae's dad went, he's in hospital and they amputated his other leg last night. And 
the whole time in my head, I was waiting for the WhatsApp to come through that. Um, I must be honest with you, he's gone through so much, and I didn't think he was going to make this operation. But every time he does, every single time he makes it. And this morning I said to God, you know, Lord, this guy really wants to live. <laughs> so, you know, I have to, no matter what our perception is or what we think, how, how's it going to be now and, and all of those things, it doesn't matter. He wants to live. So, and so many of us, and that's Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, which says, life or death, blessing or curse, who has to choose? Who? We have to. We have to choose. So, you know, what are we choosing? If we look at our life today, what are you choosing? Make you think. Are we choosing the blessing? Are we choosing the life? I mean, he chose again. He wants to live. You know? And it's like that... Um, um, Vucic, Vucic, that guy that was born without arms and, and without legs, he's got two children already. He's a mighty minister of God. God's using that for his glory. I don't think it's easy without legs and arms, you know, but, but he's living the full life because he's choosing. He's choosing no matter what, I'm going to minister, no matter what, I'm going to travel all over the world. I'm going to, I wasn't born, I was born without legs, without arms, but I'm choosing to, 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 to live a blessed life, to be joyful. I know he, he surfs and he, he does all kinds of things. So I was thinking again, maybe Shanae's dad's not going to have two legs, but he has two hands, he has two arms, he has a brain, he has a body left, you know, so, and he wants to live. So I have to, um, to change my perception a little bit and just, and this morning I prayed again with her. And that's where I want to get to when we are in agreement on the promises. I mean, Pastor Yaku has promises over his life. I have promises over my life. We have promises over our lives together, over our children, uh, you know, and when we sing that song, the blessing song of, you know, that our children's children be blessed, you know. So I want you to agree with me today that, Lord, I ask you to forgive me for focusing on a problem. Or problems. I will not magnify the problems. I will magnify your promises. Now, I want you to think about that. Let it play out in your mind. You know, think about it a bit. Am I, what am I going to magnify today? And I've seen, and I've said it before, if I write something down, and I, I start saying it and, and looking at it. It happens. It happens. I mean, in, 
I put down a bigger house for my daughter. And then we got the house. She's moved into it. It's a five-bedroom. I've said to you before, you know, it was so quick. When we wrote it down, we wrote it down. And then to come in agreement, when you have a partner or somebody that you know that you can come in agreement with. And if you don't have somebody, just send a WhatsApp and say, Pastor, agree with me. I, agreement is amen. So I just have to say amen, whatever you are. You can pray and say, Pastor, just agree with me, and I can say amen. I promise you I will put amen there. Oh, Dr. Yvette. Or Anita, get somebody that you know, your husband, your mother. I want you to say this, Father, no good thing would you withhold from me. You said you have victory in store for the upright. You said... Your favor surrounds me like a shield. My path gets brighter and brighter. I will prosper and live in a good health. You will always cause me to triumph. Triumph means to have the victory, always. Not sometimes, say always. That's God's promises. Can you see how you can start putting his promises into effect? And the more you say them, it's, 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 we can hear this every Wednesday, every Sunday. You can hear this. You can hear that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. You can hear that God sent his word and healed us all. Sent, past tense, healed, past tense, all. But you can focus on the pain in your body. Or you can focus on, I've been healed. He's renewing my youth like an eagle. I, I'm blessed. I'm his beloved. I'm blessed when I sleep. He knows from every hair that falls from my head. He knows every detail of my life. He knows every detail of my children's life. He only wants the best for me. His promises for me are yes and amen. That is what he wants for me. He says, um, if you walk uprightly, but we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We already are. Deals are coming to me. I'm a money magnet. I prosper in everything I do. You can speak that over. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm moving forward in leaps and bounds. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield. When I step into any airport, I get upgraded to first class. There, no extra cost. Because there's favor for me. God wants the best for me. I am his princess, so I, I'll, I'll travel first class. I have the best cars, the best houses. I have so much that I can just give. Are we the lenders or the borrowers all the time? Hmm? 
Say, I am a lender. I am not a borrower. Some people have to say that scripture. You're going to look it up, you're going to write it down, and you're going to say it over and over and over and over and over again. Because the thing is, we get into a cycle. The enemy gets us into a cycle. No, we get ourselves there and he keeps us there. Let me say it like that. Because we choose. Remember, God only corrects those he loves. Okay? I don't want you to feel offended, please. It's, it's, it's some, you know, truth sets us free. Only truth sets us free. And we want the best for each and everyone sitting here. Say, my latter days will be better than my former. From today, I'm walking in victory. I'm walking into a new job for those who need a new job. I'm walking into greater favor. It is increasing in my life because I am growing in favor with God and favor with man. See, that's twice in the Bible. It was first over Samuel and then it was over Jesus. See, when God hears his promises coming out of your mouth, he will make it happen. Because he says he hearkens to his word. And the, then he sends out the angels. Psalm 91, isn't it? And then it's first faith, then reality. Isn't it? Hebrews 11.1. One. Huh? It's first faith. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen, but it's already the title deed. And the title deed, when, when you get a title deed of your house, it means it's yours. It's not the bank's anymore. When you've paid your house up front, it's, your, it's the title deed is yours. Same with a car. Isn't it? When it's paid for, you get the papers. When you buy them cash, you get the papers. It's yours. In Romans chapter 4, the promise to Abraham, you know, if you think, I don't think any of us is above 60, ne? no, <laughs> nobody's above 50, ne? <laughs> I mean, when I, when, can you imagine Sarah looking at her body at 75 and God says, you're going to have a son. And only 25 years later at 90, 90 years old, she gets a son. Can you imagine that? <clears throat> but Abraham was a great man of faith. Why? Because he focused on the promise. When he got outside in the evening and he looked up, he knew that this is how my nation's going to be. Did they go to plan B? Yeah, unfortunately. 
But we do that too. But did God take the promise away? No. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't take the promise away. I see three. For you. I see three kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two boys and a girl. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a wife yet. But it's coming. It's going to be quick. I just see a quick thing for you. Very quickly. Okay? Very quickly. She's a businesswoman. Okay? Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to change my focus to God's promises. You know, God stopped the sun for Joshua. He stopped it. Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? He is. Does he love you? Uh-huh. He does. He protected Daniel from the hungry lions. He took five loaves of bread and fed the 5,000. Can you imagine that? And Jesus didn't do the miracle. He didn't. He gave it to the disciples. And when they started breaking the bread and giving it out, it started to multiply. Isn't it? Did God start something in your life? Each and every one of you sitting here, each and everyone listening to me, he did start something in your life, isn't it? Will he finish it? Yeah, because it's one of his promises. He says, when I start a thing, I will finish it. And God doesn't stop halfway. It's not like us. That's one thing I try to do. When I start something, I, want, I finish it. So we did our master's degree. We did all the exams. We're going to finish our dissertation. We're going to get that degree. I'm going to get a lot of help, but I'm going to finish it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, God, you said you will supply all my need. Not according to what we have, but according to your riches. See, I think sometimes we make God small instead of making him big. He said, if I started, Jesus is the author. I've, I've preached on that before. The author and the finisher of our faith. If he's writing our story, we have God kind of faith. You know? 
I was thinking yesterday, I have a mind of Christ, isn't it? Didn't, doesn't God say that in his word, that we have a mind of Christ? So we have his thoughts. So is there anything too hard for us? Somebody phoned me yesterday or day before and said, <clears throat> she's writing exams today. And, um, but she had a, her husband died and it was traumatic in her life. And she went to a psychiatrist and they said to her that her short-term memory has been affected by trauma. And I said, okay, that's the psychiatrist, but what's God saying? You have a mind of Christ. He didn't forget anything. He doesn't forget anything. That's the mind. So you can think the way Jesus thinks, the way God thinks, the way the Holy Spirit thinks, because that's who is inside of you. That is what you already have. I don't think we realize sometimes what we have and what we can achieve. I've said it before. I always thought I was dumb. Really. I thought I was stupid concerning studying. I wasn't really good with that. But that was a lie. That was not the truth because I'm really good at studying. Yeah, we, we didn't get below 75% for any tests that I can remember. It was always in 80s, 90s, like. <laughs> and that's by the grace of God, really. But we did study, we did, we put in, because you have to put in. My husband really helped me with that. I always needed a little bit of a push. And he's a pusher. <laughs> See, God knows where we are weak. He'll put somebody in our life that is strong in that area. And that can motivate you to, to do things. And sometimes you have to motivate yourself. And I know it's not always easy. But it's always possible. But you have to make the decision. Decide. When, when I just got saved, I had a very strict pastor. If you missed a service, he would phone you and say, where have you been? And then I got friends. I started... We, we, I made friends with his daughters, and they pushed me in other areas. But God knew what I needed at that time. And God knows what your needs are. He says, I will supply in, I will supply in all of your need. <laughs> he looks so serious today. <laughs> Say, Lord, you said, I will see the surpassing greatness of your favor. Faith will rise up. Hope will rise up. 
Expectancy will rise up. I will not just believe for the promise. I will enjoy the promise. I will not just dream the dream, but I will live the dream. Have you heard that saying of people are living their dream? We're supposed to be living our dream. Did Joseph live his dream? He did. He dreamt it, and then there was a lot of um, um, distractions or um, blockages or hindrances. I mean, when he was sitting in the pit, I didn't think he thought he would ever sit in a palace. And then from the palace, he goes back to the prison. (laughs) And then he sits in the prison, and there he gets favor again. Everywhere he goes, he just has favor. But he had a good character. And character is in connection with your fruit. Because you can be anointed, God can anoint you. You can be the most anointed person from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet. But if you've got no character, if your character stinks, that anointing will keep you nowhere. And I've seen that with people. They are so anointed. You stand amazed. But their character is fraught. It's rotten. I know I passed the Yaku's laughing because one evening we were saying it in the prayer session, fraught, and one of our um, guys from America was laughing at this fraught, fraught, because we couldn't get the rotten word. <laughs> and the other day I was saying I saw a grindel and I couldn't get the, the English word. And what was it? Latch. I was seeing the latches open. And I'm telling you, God spoke to me about 2022, and you will see doors open like never, ever before. I'm telling you, it's going to be a a year that exceeded all your other years. God is going to restore. You're going to live in that overflowing life. That is what God wants for each and every one of us. No? We can so easily get distracted with what's going on around us and in our country, especially now when we can start voting and and all of that stuff. God can still turn it around for good. Our country's got billions of, 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 of rands. There's no shortage. It just needs to come into the kingdom. And we have to keep on calling it in. And God said there will be a wealth transfer. And there will be, because he said it. The wealth of the wicked will be transferred to who? To the righteous. So who is the righteous? It's you. But you have to start believing it. I mean, no matter where Joseph was, no matter where Daniel was, no matter how much David messed up, They, they never lost focus of the promises of God in their life. And it's the same with us. Sometimes I, I, 
when that thought starts coming into my mind, I have to really start fighting it with scripture, with the truth, replacing those, those thoughts that, that, that want to discourage me. And take the easy way out. <laughs> There's much easier ways. But is that the way that God wants us to go? Or must I keep on standing on his promises? Here's the declarations. I declare my enemies will be scattered. Depression, poverty, scarcity, sickness, scatter now. In Jesus' name, I am changing from considering my circumstances to considering my God. I know you've done it in the past. You can do it in the future. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I am armed in strength for this battle. God is fighting for me. The traps the enemy has set for me, they will fall in them themselves. God, you said, I have not seen or heard or imagined the amazing things you have in store for me. So God, I believe today that things are changing in my favor. You have done it in the past. You will do it in the future. See, when we let God arise in our circumstances, but what do we have to do? Speak his word and ask. God says, ask and it will be given unto you. Knock and you will, the door will be opened for you. Seek and you will find. Not maybe, but what do you have to do? You have to seek and you will find. Sometimes we need to seek. See, when we let God arise, we can't stay defeated. We can't, not in any circumstance. When God arises, healing comes, promotion comes, blessing comes, favor comes. We know all power is in his hands. And who has he given it to you? To us, Luke 10, 19. That's what Jesus said. I have given you, all authority and power to trample over scorpions, serpents, and all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt or harm you. Isn't that what God said? So are we hurting right now? Then we must know who's hurting us. Because Jesus said nothing shall by any means hurt or harm us. Hallelujah.
See, <clears throat> God rules all the nations of the world. That's what the word of God says. Nothing can stand against our God. Therefore, nothing can stand against you. See, it's our own perspective that keeps us from God's best for our lives. Isn't it? If you talk defeat, you will have defeat. I want you to start magnifying God and not your problem. We have to say, Lord, I know you are an awesome God. I know you are bigger than any financial difficulties. I know you make streets of gold. Not streets of bottles. <laughs> you are greater than the sickness. You breathe life into my body. You breathe life into any situation. You make dead things live. But we have to start blowing the breath of God over it. And what is the breath of God? The word of God. Because what did he say? Let there be light. God, you are more powerful than people coming against me. The bigger you make God, the smaller your problems will be. The more faith will rise up in your heart. When you come here Wednesday mornings, does faith arise? It should. <laughs> My faith arises. I don't know about you. My excitement arises. I just want to storm the enemy's camp and, and see how they scatter. And that's what I'm seeing right now. And now these angel armies are fighting for us. And, and they're just making ways. And, and you know... You know, Moses sent in 12 spies. Only two came back. Ten came back with a bad report. They saw the glass half empty. They saw all the problems. They saw the giants. They said, we are like grasshoppers. They will squish us. Caleb and Joshua said, no way. We can do this. <sighs> Say, I can do this. God is on my side. I want you to, to take out one thing today. That God is greater, is bigger than anything I face. David said, magnify the Lord with me. I am going to magnify the source of my strength. Because he is the source of it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Isn't it? I've made a decision. I'm going to talk about the greatness, the goodness, the love, the, 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 my source like never before. And you know what? It's like it doesn't matter where you come and whose company you sit in. If you start being just positive, speaking word without, you don't have to say God said, the Bible said, all of that stuff. You just speak word over the situation, 
people is going to see there's something in you that's different and what you say happens. Do they want to serve the God that you serve? Huh? Sometimes it makes us think. Or do they think, oh, yes, it's that guy again. <laughs> oh, no, here she comes. <laughs> oh, wow, I cannot wait to sit in her presence. I cannot wait to, to, to hear what she says. Or is it, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You know, sometimes when I sit in people's presence, when I'm done there, I'm tired. <laughs> it feels like I need a nap. Have you experienced that before? I try to avoid those people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm honest. <laughs> But isn't it? You want to sit with somebody that lifts you up? You know, that speaks life, that tells you how, how, how good it's been with them, isn't it? That excites me when somebody tells me, you know what, pastor, this and this and this happened to me. My wife got a promotion, I got a promotion, I got jobs in, I, even if it didn't happen yet. My grandson is, the, is an engineer. He's got an engineering brain. He's, he's, a, he's a warrior. He's got a different spirit on him. He's growing in leaps and bounds. He's so intelligent. We say that over and over again over him every single day. This morning I was putting on my makeup and I was listening to Pastor Yaku. Now he's brushing. His, he's going into the bathroom to brush his teeth. And little Juwan is there with him. He says, um, are you Opie's... Um, cleverest boy, what are you? You are clever. You are Opie's cleverest boy, what are you? You are clever. I was thinking, yes. Not saying you naughty boy, don't touch that. No, 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 no. And sometimes you have to concentrate not to say that all the time because they want to touch everything. He's at a stage where you put his food in, a, in, a, in his bowl and he wants to throw the bowl out. <laughs> So now I don't give him any bowl anymore. I throw it onto the thing and he can pick and choose what he wants. And it's messy. But he wants, to, he wants to do it himself. Now you have to let him do it himself. Even if it is a mess. In the end he eats. And he's learning to, and he's going to learn to use the spoon. And then it's not going to be messy anymore. But for now it's a little bit of a mess. And you have to have a lot of patience. <laughs> Isn't it? And I think that's how God is with us. We mess stuff up. We throw out the whole, everything. And then God doesn't come and pick it up for you because he wants you to sort it out yourself, to stand in faith, to know that, that I've already put everything in place for you. I don't want you to feel defeated today. I don't want you to feel intimidated because God is already in that situation. He's in the middle of the storm with you. We went, we watched storm. My husband likes to watch these storm chases, these hurricanes and, and all of that. And it, the other day we, we watched something, a movie or something, and he said that, 
it's now in the eye of the storm. And what that means, that's where the peace is. There's is calmness. The storm's raging around you, but there where you are, you may you have to stay in peace. Say, I am making a decision today. No matter what, I'm going to stay in peace. I'm going to agree on the promises. I'm going to get somebody to agree with me, and I will see it happen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Are you excited? Excited for this next week? Where God's going to do miracles for you because he's already gone before you. He's opened doors for you. He's an amazing God. His promises are yes and amen. No matter what we see, say, I'm changing. I am moving forward. I'm not going to be the same tomorrow. I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to be a, has, a glass half full person. I nearly said ass. <laughs> I'm going to be an ass at full person. No, I'm not. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, God, that you are such a mighty God. You are working in families. You are working in people. And we make a decision today. The words we speak will be life. It will be blessing. We choose it today. In Jesus' name. We stand on your promises, which is yes and amen. In the most powerful name, the name above all names, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our helper. You help us. You put a God in front of our mouths, Lord. Let us be slow to speak and quick to hear, slow to get angry. Thank you, Lord, that you muscle our mouths if need be, bridle our tongues. When we speak, it will be oracles of God. It will bring life to situations, to people. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, that each and every one listening to the sound of my voice will come with testimonies of what you've done, of, of provision, of jobs, of promotions, of buildings, of cars, of houses, of wardrobes. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Are you excited? I'm very. Be blessed, you guys. And if you want to sow a seed into this ministry, you're welcome. I know it's a powerful ministry. I know it's blessed by God. And I know that God will multiply your seed. Jesus. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.